Hello and welcome to Handelsbank and Insights. I'm Daniel Marnie. On the first episode of 2023, we're going to be reviewing Rishi's five pledges for the new year. We're also going to have a look at what the inflation pathway in the UK might be across the year. And we'll conclude by looking at the housing market and what's going to happen there during the year. And I'm delighted to be joined by James Sproul, Handelsbank and UK's Chief Economist. So, James, let's start with Rishi's five pledges. What are they and what are your thoughts on how achievable they are? Well, thanks, Daniel, and um, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, of course, the, the Prime Minister has tried to, to reset the government a bit by uh, setting out some, some general uh, priorities for the year, and I think he probably reflects what the general population's priorities are on all of that as well. So clearly he realises that uh, inflation has been a big problem. It's certainly the story of economic story of, of 2022. Um, and uh, he set himself a target, which uh, in his own his own view, I think, is it's going to be relatively easily met. I think it might be a little bit more of a challenge for him than that. And really, I don't think the halving of inflation, which is what he's, he's talking about, is going to be the problem. I think it's going to be a bit stickier when it's further down than that. But um, I think he probably thinks uh, this is pr- pretty much a done deal by the end of the year. Now, whether that's the, the case or not is, is open to question, but that's what he's, he's looking for. He's also set himself a, a growth target. He wants the economy to be growing again by the end of the year. Now, we are uh, just in the final process of putting together our own growth forecast for the year, and I'm afraid that we don't see uh, growth coming through uh, in 2023, but uh, more, more to come on that when we actually put the forecast out. But the Bank of England also doesn't see growth coming through before uh, Q1 of next year. The Office of Budget Responsibility does, so there's obviously a bit of question there as to which one is going to be correct. He then says he wants to see debt falling. Wouldn't we all love to see debt falling? I think what he means is that debt will be falling as a percentage of GDP. So he's thinking that GDP will grow. Does he actually see that enormous stock of government debt falling? I wish. No, it's not going to be. And I don't think he's probably doing that. He wants to see falling NHS waiting times. Um, I'm not a health expert. I'm not going to opine on that. But if, if inputs were the the uh, mattered, I think we would see them falling. But, you know, obviously, it's a lot more than just how much money you put into it. It's also about how the, it's organized. It's going to be a difficult one. We'll have to see how that goes. And finally, he's looking at migration. His pledge is to say, I'm going to pass a law. So I think he'll probably make it in terms of he'll pass the law. Will that law make a difference is another very much bigger question. So if we dig down on that first pledge to halve inflation, it sounds like that's probably going to be quite an easy uh, thing to meet. But what you were saying is that that 5 or 6% that's left is going to be much stickier. Um, so two questions on that. One, what's happening on the energy side of things? Are we seeing any positive signs there? And what about services inflation? There's a lot of talk that that's going to be much stickier. How long might it take to remove that from the system? So, yeah, let's let's first look at, at energy prices. Also, um, there's sort of the global supply chain index looked at by the U.S. Fed. And the, the U.S. figures are showing that the global supply chain index has fallen away quite a lot. Uh, that's a really big issue for the U.S., much less so for Europe, where, of course, energy prices have been a, a much bigger part of the whole picture. And certainly energy prices have fallen away a long, long way, depending upon whether, you, you know, what portion of the forward curve you're looking at. Um, they have fallen to something like only double what they were before uh, the uh, and Ukrainian energy crisis uh, started, the Ukrainian crisis started. Now, that's saying it's double it makes it sound like quite a lot, and it is quite a lot, but it's down from something like 10 times the amount. So there's been a precipitous fall. 
Now, how much of that's been reflected in what people are actually paying at either the pump or for their, their house to, to, to be heated, etc., is another thing. But uh, certainly it's going to give the Chancellor a bit more fiscal room if this continues on and his budget comes up in early March. So um, that might be some pleasant choices for the Chancellor to make at the time. But getting back to what's going on with, in, in terms of inflation, we do have significantly less input inflation. But, and it's a big but, what's going on with the service sector? And here we were seeing, and it typically has been the case in, in past in history, that service sector inflation is a bit stickier. It's one thing to see the cost of, say, for instance, fuel falling away. It's quite another to see people having seen their wages fall away. They don't like it. In fact, they, de they generally won't accept it. And so once that inflation comes into the workforce, it doesn't tend to fade as quickly. And therefore, I think we're going to see um, inflation, yes, potentially the Prime Minister might see inflation fall over the course of this year, but I do think it's going to be a good deal stickier over the course of 2023. Remembering the Bank of England and the government is thinking that they're going to be below target, i.e. below 2%, by the middle of next year. I think that's a little bit too optimistic. Our own forecast is looking for sticking around 3% and eventually, eventually falling down towards this target level, but not till uh, 2025 or a bit later than that. So we do think inflation is going to be a bit stickier. We think that largely because that service sector inflation is going to be um, less prone to be falling away than we see in a lot of the input pressures uh, that we're just talking about. So if inflation is going to be stickier this year, what will this mean for interest rates? Central banks across the developed world are, of course, coming to uh, a conclusion of their hiking cycle, but there are still questions about where rates are going to peak. So where do you think rates might peak in the UK? Yeah, so as we, we've been saying for a while now, we think that the, the peak rate in the UK is likely to be around 4%. Um, now, that does depend, of course, on what the, the Federal Reserve does and what the European Central Bank does as well. Um, and so, you know, the, the ECB seems to be being a bit more hawkish than they have been in past. And so they're talking about uh, keeping on their tightening for a bit longer than we initially anticipated. That might push up our own forecast by 25 basis points or something like that. But for the moment, we're sitting at 4% for the UK. And that peak could, could be reached as early as February this year or certainly no later than March of this year, 2023. So we are looking for, for that. Now, the markets at one point, if you remember way back in the, the autumn of last year, peaked out at about 6% expected rate for the UK uh, in the, the wake of quasi quarantines short time as Chancellor. Um, and so there's clearly been some adjustment going there. And there's um, talk this week of competition between mortgage providers. And there's some interesting things going on with interest rates in general. One is that uh, we have seen the sovereign 10-year yields across the board, the UK, but the rest of Europe, the US, Canada, places like that, everybody is seeing um, those those yields go up. And they're going back to, I think, some sort of normal, uh, what we have seen for the last decade. And it is not normal. The Bank of England called it, at least at one point, extraordinary monetary policy, which is, say, not ordinary, not normal. Um, and so where, where is it going to settle out? It's difficult to say, but I would say certainly something like 3% is going to be a whole lot more normal than the 0 or 0.1% that we've seen uh, prevailing up until November 2021. Also interesting is what's happening, of course, to spreads. So we've seen spreads really starting to widen out. And of course, I think they should, because uh, they're, they're, we are looking at an economic slowdown. And when you have an economic slowdown, uh, numbers of companies, numbers of individuals run into trouble. And they need to either restructure their loans or, in some cases, in the worst cases, default on loans altogether. That's a bigger risk. That risk needs to be reflected. And so you're seeing a real spreading out of, of risk uh, across the market to the point where, certainly in the U.S., the high-yield market has effectively shut down the number of new issuances of high-yield because nobody can finance uh, debt at 15%. Now, what does that mean? It means for those industries which are naturally very cyclical in their earnings, so, for instance, airlines, they cannot refinance with high-yield debt at the moment because it's just not possible for them to pay 15% coupon on, on their debt. 
And that means, of course, that if you do need to restructure, if you're a big airline, you face a real, real challenge. And so that's, of course, part and parcel of a slowing economy. That's what we're going to be facing over the next year or so. Very interesting. And of course, the other dimension of monetary policy is quantitative tightening, which the two of us will be publishing a paper on later this week. uh, And I believe we'll be discussing a podcast next week. So if listeners are interested in that, do tune in. James, let's conclude on the housing market. Already seeing signs of of a slowdown, I think four month on month falls in a row. What's going to happen in 2023? Well, it's, I suppose it's one of the, those good news, bad news stories. Um, it's bad news if you bought at the peak and uh, you're going to be seeing a bit of bit of softness in the market going forward. We are certainly looking for a, um, a, a fa- continued falling away in house prices over the course of 2023. And for those people who are having to renegotiate mortgages that they may have gotten a couple of years ago, uh, that's going to be painful. But now most mortgages are on some sort of fixed rate and five years is the most common period for fixed rates. But even still, lots of people who are in that position are going to find uh, life a good deal less pleasant. And of course, house prices are going to be reflecting of of that. We think that the peak to trough is going to be something like minus 20% in real terms, but inflation is going to really cushion that a lot and probably only going to see something like minus 9.6% in nominal terms. Uh, That's still a fairly large decline, not as big a decline as we got after the global financial crisis, but it's going to be a significant decline over the course of the next couple of years. It's not all in 2023, it trails over into 2024 as well. Uh, The good news is that lots of concerns about affordability, of course, are going to fade back um, because, you know, a a big decline in house prices mean that they do become more affordable and we're going to see them dipping down to to levels we really haven't seen in the last decade or so in terms of uh, multiples of earnings. So uh, I think for those people who might be looking to get on the housing market, a little bit of patience might now uh, repay itself quite a lot. And for those people who've bought recently, if you stay in it for long enough, it'll be fine. But in the meantime, um, a quick sale is unlikely to leave you with a big profit. James, thank you very much for those insights and look forward to catching up next week. And thanks also to you for listening to Handelsbank and Insights. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to rate us on the app where you're listening because it helps other people find us. And you may also want to share this episode on social media. We look forward to seeing you next time.